Making Room podcast with Marley Martin. I am your host, and I am so excited to be here with you today. So I just want to jump right in with you guys, and today I am just going to share a piece of my personal testimony. It's something that um, one of the listeners had requested, and so we're just going to like scratch the surface of that. In the first introduction episode, I mentioned that a testimony is a story where Christ has been active in your life um, that you share with other people, and it's uh, to give them hope that if Christ can do this in this person's life, he can definitely do it in mine. Um, And so I will just share one part of my testimony. So I believe there are many parts. Um, I have a testimony about my relationship with Jesus Christ and kind of what that has looked like throughout my life and how that developed. I have a testimony about my relationship with God the Father and what that has looked like. And the one I find the most exciting and fun to tell, um, especially because it's still so actively present in my life right now, is my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so that is the testimony that I'm going to share with you guys just because it's the most upbeat, happy, positive, um, fun, and interactive story. So I was born and raised Catholic And, um, you know, I was baptized, I received all of my sacraments, and my confirmation year, we actually went through three teachers because the class that I was in was just kind of crazy. It was kind of disrespectful, um, dysfunctional, and teachers just kept coming and going, and no one really wanted to stay. I vividly remember, too, um, one of our class periods, the teacher passed out a prayer on on a sheet of paper. And we were to fill in the blanks of the prayer. And the prayer on the sheet was the Hail Mary. Which, if you are Catholic or have been for some time, um, especially a cradle Catholic, you know your Hail Mary. And so you know what words go in that blank. And I just remember feeling like, shouldn't I be learning something about the Holy Spirit? Shouldn't I be... Like, I didn't feel like I was being challenged. And I'm not one... (laughs) I'm not big on education. I've never been, like, a super studious person who loves to, like, study and learn But I remember thinking confirmation is the year where I'm supposed to like take responsibility and ownership and say that like I'm in charge of my soul now and I believe everything that I say that I believe when I'm at church on Sunday and I'm not really being taught those things. I still felt very lost and very clueless and so I was a a little disappointed if I'm being honest in my confirmation year at catechism. That was kind of it. I got confirmed and there was no like praying in tongues and falling over in the spirit. And um, there wasn't this dramatic shift that I was kind of expecting to take place upon being sealed with the Holy Spirit by the bishop. Um, And life just basically continued as normal. I went off to college. Life happens. Several years later, after confirmation, so confirmation was an 11th grade year. um, And then two years ago from today, I was invited to a charismatic Catholic conference renewal prayer group thing by my aunt. And she had invited me to several and I was super interested. And I said, you know, at this point in my life, I feel like I've got a really good and close intimate relationship with Jesus. And I feel like I have a really good close and intimate relationship with God the Father. Um, And I love the Blessed Trinity, but like, how can you say that you love someone if you don't know all of who they are? And the Holy Spirit is a hundred percent part of the Blessed Trinity. And so 
to say that I love the Trinity and to not know this part of him um, just didn't sit right with me. And so I was very interested and curious, but still so uncertain because it's not something I was ever really exposed to or, or taught or was, yeah, just exposed to. And so she began to invite me to these little prayer meetings that would happen once a week and different conferences that were taking place in Lafayette. And I would always say, yeah, tell me when the next one is. And I was excited. But every time she would text me and remind me about an upcoming event, all of a sudden I had something um, to do and somewhere else to be because I think I was intimidated of the unknown. So I blew her off several times, but luckily she was um, just persistent and loving and um, kept just inviting me and offering me to go. And one day, my aunt, her daughter, so my first cousin, and myself were like, you know what, we'll go. And she said, it's going to be super simple and straightforward. Um, The meetings are pretty basic. We start with praise and worship. So there's just um, music, live music playing. It's at a really small local church. And then There's going to be a guest speaker there. He's going to talk to us, and I don't know what his topic is on, but something about the church, I'm sure, or what we believe, and then um, it'll be done, and there'll be time for prayer after if you want someone to pray with you or pray over you, and I'm like, pray over you? That's an interesting concept, or, you know, what what does that really mean? (laughs) And so we went, and we were a little anxious and excited, and she mentioned that people may pray in tongues and kind of, you know, prepared us for that, and she said, if at any point y'all are uncomfortable, we'll go. If you want to stay, we'll stay. So... Um, with that, we walked in and we heard an amazing speaker, Mr. Kerry Bush, um, who is from the home of Thibodeau area, and he gave a wonderful talk. I truly don't remember what it's about. I'm sure I have <laughs> notes on it somewhere, but um, at the end of this, he said, if anyone wants me to pray, I'll stay a little while after. And I'm thinking, well, who couldn't use prayer? I guess I'll, I'll jump jump in on that. And some other ladies went forward first, and as Mr. Kerry would um, pray with the, the person before him, Everyone else in the room would like place their hands on this person's back or shoulder and kind of join him in advocating in prayer for this person. And it was beautiful because I'd never really seen people pray together um, other than in mass on Sundays or in my family setting, which was either a rosary or um, I guess you can call it spontaneous prayer, but we all sound pretty rehearsed <laughs> when we would do it. We all had our certain little checklist of things. We're like, you know, souls in purgatory, people that serve in our, our armed forces in the military. Um, um, you know, thank you for the health of all of our grandparents that they're still living. Please help us pass this class. You know, it was very um, a wish list and um, all good things. You know, those are all important things to pray for, but there wasn't a whole lot of like relational emotional prayer that felt personal. And so, um, and we definitely didn't like jump on each other's prayer and like, yeah, Lord, what she said was amazing. Like, I just want to add to that and blah, blah, blah. You know, it was very just like, you took a turn, then I'll take a turn. And that was kind of the only prayer I'd seen and witnessed. And so this was just a a very unique experience and, and just different, to be honest. So, um, when it was my turn, I stepped forward. I was pregnant, um, at the time. And he prayed with me. And I had just started going to um, a chiropractor because my lower back had been hurting. And I'm sure anyone who's ever been pregnant can be like, yes, sis, totally relate. Um, So as he's praying with me, he says, has your back been hurting? And I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, it has. And so he said, do you mind if I place my hand on your back and pray for you for healing? And I said, of course, go ahead. So he placed his hand on my back. He began to pray with me. These other women present in the room began to pray with me for my back and... um, 
you know, he said in Jesus' name, amen. And I thought, well, that was really awesome. And I heard people praying in tongues. And I remember when they began to pray in tongues, thinking that it was the most beautiful sound I had ever heard. Um, it's, it's not like anything else I've ever experienced. It was just, I don't know. I don't even have the words for it. It leaves me speechless every time. It's so beautiful. Um, and it, it just sounds like another language. You know, if you were in France and heard people speaking and you were like, yeah, I don't know what they're saying, but it's just a language. That's basically what tongues is. That's what tongues sounds like. That's not what it is, but that's what it sounds like. And I just thought it was incredible because I knew everyone in there only spoke one language. And so to hear them being overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and and praying that way was just totally beautiful and new to me. So my time was done. I sat down, we moved on and prayed with the next person and then the next person and the next person. And um, about three people after me, uh, Mr. Kerry Bush, the speaker of that event, was speaking and stopped praying with this person and scanned the room and said, who here had a miscarriage? And nobody acknowledged his question. And it was a room full of women. I, I truly think he may have been the only man there. And he looked at me and he said, have you had a miscarriage? And I just began to weep because I had a miscarriage on my first pregnancy And he said, I nodded my head yes. And he said, okay, well, I just asked you, come back up here. And I was just in shock. He began to pray with me and he prayed in tongues. And I don't even remember the exact prayer, but it was just like such peace came upon me and such um, tears just began to flow. And there was this profound healing that took place. And when I left that event and got back to Adam, I vividly remember telling him, I don't know what happened in that place. I don't know who that man is. I've never met him. But something incredible happened in my heart. This man from Homa Thibodeau, who I have never met, and he doesn't know my name, knew something so personal and so painful and so true about my life. And the only way that's possible is if the Lord revealed it to him. And my life is forever changed. I don't know how. I don't know what this means. I don't have answers to anything that I witnessed or encountered tonight. But my life is forever changed. And I want answers. I want to understand this. And so that was kind of that was kind of it. I just had my world rocked and was like, okay, Holy Spirit, you are something interesting to me now. Um, fast forward about a year and a half later, I ret- attended a retreat out in Corpus Christi. And between my encounter with the Holy Spirit through Mr. Kerry Bush and attending this retreat, I really, really wanted my own encounter with the Holy Spirit without anyone else present. I wanted to pray in tongues. I wanted to um, just have this deep relationship with Him. And my aunt just kept telling me, keep asking Him. Just keep asking the Lord. You have to really want it. You know, this is something so new and so profound that even though everyone has access to it, he's not just dishing it out because he doesn't want people to misuse it. You have to earnestly desire the gifts, as the Bible says. And so I just remember being like, Lord, I want this. I want to hear from you. I want to speak this language that I've never done or heard before. I so intimately want this relationship and this encounter with you on my own. And while I was on this retreat, I prayed in tongues for the first time without even realizing it. And it was as simple as this. The priest had um, was praying over someone from healing. And he asked us to join in prayer. And I remember feeling clueless, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. So we all had our hands extended. And I just remember saying, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Like really broken up, really long, awkward pauses. And I'm just whispering this to myself at my table. And eventually my voice, and I was whispering, so it's not like everyone could hear me, but my voice began to slowly speed up. 
And it was come Holy Spirit, 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 and it turned into this just rapid whisper of the S sound. And it was like I was I could have stopped it if I wanted to, but I I didn't. I so didn't want to stop it. And on our way home, I shared this with another woman who I know is very involved in the the Holy Spirit Catholic charismatic movement. And I shared this story with her and I said, I think I prayed in tongues. And she just had this big grin on her face. And she said, you sure did. And I said, what do I do now? Like, what does this mean? What did I say? How do I move forward? And she said, just keep practicing. And I'm like, how do you practice something that you don't understand? And you have no clue what you're doing. And she said, by by practice, I mean, just keep yielding to the Holy Spirit. Just keep earnestly desiring him. And since then, I try to pray in tongues daily. And um, I had so many questions. I came home and told my sister about it. And I'm like, so something happened this weekend. I prayed in tongues and it was incredible. And um, she was like, what? You did what? Um, Okay. Have you, have you talked to a priest yet? Like, is this normal? Is this okay? Um, You know, what does our church say on this matter? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is all new to me. And she's like, well, can I hear you? And I'm like, it's not a party trick, but I can try. And so the two of us stepped outside and I just began to to enter into a space of unity with the Holy Spirit. And as I began to pray in tongues, her jaw like hit the floor. And I remember her looking at me and being like, I feel like you're Harry Potter and you just like you just found out you're a wizard and you, <laughs> you have your powers. And I was like, I've never seen or read Harry Potter, so I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure this is not the same thing at all. Um, but she was like, I just, I know you're not faking this. I know that this is not something that you are forcing or trying to do to perform in front of me to show me something crazy. You know, you're not misleading me here. This is genuine and authentic and powerful and we need answers. <laughs> so I was working at the Diocese of Lake Charles at the time and I spoke with my boss and um, a priest and I just still had so many questions and I began to really question the people around me and attend a charismatic prayer group in Jennings where they were so welcoming and um, they have these meetings once a week. But I mean, I can't get to Jennings every week, so I tried to attend once a month and just kind of maintain my connection with the Spirit. And... um, I would ask people, anyone who had any encounter with the Holy Spirit to any degree, I had so many questions like, what is tongues? Um, Can anyone access tongues? What is prophecy? How do I learn how to do that? Where did this start? Is this okay? What does the church say? I had so many questions. And a lot of times I was either told, I don't know, but I'll try to find the answer for you and was ghosted. The person never really responded or they forgot. Let's give them benefit of the doubt. Um, Or they had an answer. But I was a little concerned with where they were getting it from. Like, okay, well, who told you this? Like, if you're my resource, who's your resource? And who's their resource? And is this authentic? And is this genuine? And um, it's been about two years of me just like asking questions, reading books, doing some research, talking with priests, and really just kind of digging for my own answers. And the reality just became that like, you know, I've heard somewhere that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I knew that the kind of person I want to be is the kind of person who is praying for and prophesying over others and um, having words of knowledge and healing the sick. And like, I want to understand all this because this is a part of my identity as a Christian. And I so clearly see that, but I don't have the answers and I don't even know where to go to find them. A friend of mine who I've known for a really long time um, posted something about the Holy Spirit and put a question box on Instagram. Like, if you have questions, I am here to talk. And I remember being like, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective. You're not Catholic. I know that this girl has attended ministry school. And so she probably had a lot more answers, um, even though she's not Catholic. She went to ministry school. And so she probably has access to a lot more knowledge than I do at the time, or maybe even the people I'm asking questions from. 
And so she just began to kind of like spiritually mentor me and answer questions and um, pray with me and pray for me. And I began to desire ministry school as well. But there was a part of me that said, you know, I want to make sure I'm doing this within the realm of the Catholic Church, because as someone raised Catholic, it's all I know. And it's what I've put all of my hope and my trust and my faith into. And so if I'm going to learn about the Holy Spirit, I want it to come from the same format that I'm used to, the same background that I'm used to, um, and just build upon this foundation that I do have. And so um, I said, there's probably not a chance in heck that there is a Catholic Holy Spirit ministry school kind of thing out there because I only know a handful of Catholics and I'm having to drive all the way to Jennings. And lo and behold, a lady who does my hair mentioned that she was going to be starting a ministry school soon. And I'm like, really? She said, I'll I'll send you the link. And I'm like, okay. So as I started looking into it, I realized it was Catholic based. It has got blessings and approval and structure from Catholic priests and bishops and all of these wonderful people who have started a ministry school and my heart just leapt for joy through financial blessings that I've been receiving. I have been able to register for ministry school and really begin this process of learning through a format that I trust as a recommended source. And so um, this is just like a brief testimony on my Holy Spirit journey and some of the encounters that I've had with him. It's just been such a beautiful encounter and experience I um, am in quarter two of year one, so I am just a baby in the ministry world um, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, but it has been super transformative and transformational in my own life, and it's allowing me to bring Christ into the lives of others and help their lives be transformed through the love of the Lord. And to me, that is my favorite, favorite part of just being a disciple of Christ and trying to live that out to the fullest. Um, One of my favorite stories is that as I began to learn how to discern the Lord's voice and really hear from Him, um, one day I was driving to my babysitter's house and felt like the Lord wanted me to pray with her husband who um, had been, he had a stroke and was disabled. And I said, I just walked in and I'm like, Jesus, I trust in you. You are asking me to do this. I trust that you're going to set this up because normally when I pick my children up, there's people in and out picking up their kids. And um, I don't even know if they're prayerful people. I mean, I know they're good Christians, but It's kind of forward to walk into someone's home and be like, hey, do you mind if I pray with your spouse? Is he a praying person? You know, but um, the Lord said, I will take care of it. Just be obedient to me. And so I walked in and um, lo and behold, my kids were like the last ones there, which is rare. And I said, "Um, "Would does your husband mind, you know, is your husband a Christian? And she said, yeah, he used to be Catholic. And I said, do you think he'd mind if I prayed with him? And she said, no, he would probably love that. And so I asked him and he said, of course, and I bent down and um, prayed over his foot and his leg that he's unable to move in his arm and um, just for his peace of mind, you know, as someone who is disabled and very limited in what they can do, it's really, it's difficult to have a fully functioning life to go to that. And so I just prayed for peace and um, joy in his heart, even in the difficulties. And he began to weep and just thanked me profoundly for praying with him and feeling so seen and feeling so connected. And he said, you know, I was raised Catholic and uh, my wife and I never did get our, our marriage blessed. And I would love that so much. And I said, okay, well, I don't know anything about that. You know, I'm not a, um, I'm not a priest. I'm not, I don't know how to move forward, but I do know who can help us move forward in, in getting this done. So I will contact a priest and um, we'll figure it out. And before I left, we were in June. And I said, I have a feeling this is going to happen before July. But I said, this will happen before July. I just, the Lord just told me that. 
which is crazy because typically for processes like this in the Catholic Church, they need to find your sacramental records, make sure if you needed an annulment, it has happened. There's a lot of research and paperwork that goes into it if you were married previously and things like this. And so I was like, I don't know, but I feel like the Lord said it's going to be a very easy and quick process. So I contacted the priest and I want to say it was by the end of June, early July, a priest was able to come into their home give him confession for the first time in, I think, 40 or 50 years and bless his marriage. And I was able to read in their home for their their marriage blessing. And I was just moved to, to tears to see him receive communion for the first time in 45 years. Just the grace and the mercy that the Lord has. It just was like, I just, it was a way to witness and say, Lord, you don't ever abandon your people. Like it, there's no amount of time that is too long that you're not still seeking after your beloved, you know, and he was just so excited and he was so honored and he was so moved and it was just so profound and so beautiful um, for everyone there. And so that is just, again, I kind of rambled a little longer than I meant to there, but just a few testimonies and stories about my encounter with the Holy Spirit, what that's kind of looked like for me and my process to it and through ministry school thus far, what I'll do is Um, Once this episode is posted, I will put a question box or post onto my Instagram. And anyone who has questions in regards to um, the Holy Spirit, ministry school, things like that, I will definitely be answering them there. So with that being said, this concludes this episode of Making Room with Marley Martin. I hope that um, this maybe opened up your mind to let in a new concept of the Holy Spirit if this is not something that you've been exposed to or encountered Um, I hope that you made room for the Lord to come in. Um, And if it's okay with you guys, I just want to take a moment to, to close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that those who are listening to this podcast, which was your desire that you brought forth, and the desire of those who have listened to the previous podcast, Lord, that have requested this to come back, that they are making room for you in their hearts and in their minds, that you are coming in and decluttering their hearts, taking away the parts of their hearts that are hardened to maybe some of these new concepts of the Holy Spirit, maybe misconceptions that they've had, Lord, um, that they might be closed off to, that they just soften their hearts just enough that they can make room for this concept, that they make room for the possibility that you are who you say you are and that you can do what you say you can do. Lord, you have so many accounts recorded in the Bible of you healing the sick, um, bringing the dead to life. Um, You know, a word of knowledge such as the woman at the well saying, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right, you don't have a husband. You have several just knowing her so intimately without ever having met her the way that the the Holy Spirit met me that day and saying, you have had a miscarriage and I see you and I see your pain and I'm here to comfort you in that, Lord. I just pray that anyone listening to this episode receives that amount of healing as well. That you just bless them and fill their hearts in this way to let them know that they are so known and they are so seen by you in their joys and their pains Whatever it is that they're going through right now, I just pray for total peace in their life and that the joy that only you can truly provide and bring to them is just poured out upon them right now. I ask this in all of Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, I think I've said it three times already, this concludes this episode of Making Room with Martin Martin. See you guys next time.